sitting here um, on our little tiny couch with our little tiny dog. <laughs> and we're going to have a little tiny talk. I like it. We have a little tiny fire going Little well. tiny fire? Book club? It's good. You know? It's a good time. We're just creating the mood. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We are glad you're listening. And really hope that you're enjoying this book. Yeah. There's just so much good There's stuff so in There's so much book. good stuff in it, and I love I love going back and spending time in it, and no matter how many times I read it, I just think, ah, this is good. Good stuff. This I know. This is good, good, good. Yeah, and preparing for this episode, I really enjoyed going back over this chapter because he is expanding upon the um, harsh truths <laughs> that were in right. the last chapter, but he's talking about more so the, I don't know, like the math and facts of it right would you mind um telling me where you're starting that would be page, that's a good <laughs> and where question. we were page uh, 61 page 61 and i i think it's just good to say that we we spent a lot of time and kind of ended last week on something that john mark comer calls hurry sickness and we took that fun little quiz to see if if maybe you were suffering from hurry sickness but we left on kind of a downer that you know, we're running the risk of, of just chasing a life that isn't really possible. And we're only skimming the life that God really means for us to have. Right. And so what's, what's the answer to that? Yeah. So he, he lovingly starts to explore the solution to that. And you're right on, on 62, he starts in a good place where the, the logical thought is, well, if I don't have enough time, then give me some more time. Yeah. I need more time. Um, but he, of course, is saying the solution is not more time. Because, and this is the question I would ask you, if you had had more time today, what would you have spent it on? I would have gotten more stuff done. You would have gotten more stuff done. I would done. have accomplished more tasks. Right. I would have because crossed stuff off. Because logically, when you have more time, you should be accomplishing. And I think that we think accomplishing only looks a certain way right is if it can get crossed off the planner or that's right if my phone tells me i have to be at this place at four o'clock right exactly because i didn't i didn't play seven hours of candy crush today or binge netflix or do anything crazy like that i mean i did stuff like i went to bible study i worked out i did a load of laundry i went to the post office and but you're exactly right. If I had had three more hours today, I would have tried to find a dress for your wedding that I hear you're <laughs> having in 60 days and I still don't have. Um, I would have done more, more stuff, tasks. Yeah. And right. I think that that's, that's just sort of wired into us. And I think it's really important that we say at the get-go, it's not a bad thing. It is not a bad thing to be a hard worker, to have to-do lists, to, mm -hmm. to get done the things that need to be done. But I, I think we need to dig a little bit deeper. Because right. he makes the point on 62 that if he'd had more time, he would have um, learned to play the piano, start up a band, you know, go to CrossFit be a better cook and then he would travel to all the places so that he could show off the body that he had made when he went to cross like yeah. right and that's and it's funny all right and he goes on to say on that page you know the point of it is to slow down and simplify our lives around what really matters and i think it's that last part of what really matters that is hard to define because we all know like 
what's important and what we should be caring about. Right. But the things that really matter, like the things that like force us to slow down or the things that might look totally different than what are like the need to get done things for the day. Right. In your life, what would you say an example of that is? Of what really matters or yeah, what needs to get done? and I'm putting you on the spot. No, but. that's good. No, I mean, what really matters, it's, you know, learning to love prayer. It's learning how to be a wife when we get married in 58 days. It's learning how to make time for being with family and to be in the word of the Lord. Like, it's it's things like you're saying it, and it's like, yeah, sir, that's nothing groundbreaking, but it's the actually important things. And so well, I, think, and I think... and I think you make a great point because... Um, I think some of those things, like we talked about last time, I mean, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about my niece tonight, who I know is doing homework. She's got the, you know, ACT prep on her plate. She, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot of girls out there tonight that have homework, they have sports, they They have have practice, they got, you know, they've got all this stuff and all of those things are good and being involved in all of those things are good. And so I do think that it's like we were talking about, or I think you made the point last week that if we don't run our lives, our lives will run us. And because there's always going to be another task to do, you know, and like in you talking about our cousin that like, like I can totally like think it back, you know, to being in high school and like you come home from like whatever your after school practice is and it's like, you know, five thirty six or whatever and right. you got to do your homework still and you need to shower and you need to get everything put together for the next day and not that that is bad because every season of life has a totally exactly. different pace. Like I remember like after you leave like that like hustle and bustle, rush, go, go, go that it's high school when you get to right. college where you're like, oh, it's free time? Yeah. You're like, what is this? Right. But then also, you know, there's always another person to go out to coffee with or another person you can be friends with or another, you know, group to go join, which are great things. But you, like, there, okay, here we go. Even though every season of life has a different pace, every season of life requires carving out of time for the important things. And that that's because there's I always going to be new things that need to be filled. You know, like let's check back in in five years, where it's like, right. Sarah, like what are the important things now? You know, it's right. not going to be me getting all my credit hours or getting, right. you know, it's it's, it's going to be oh, getting getting. Well, I don't even know what five years are going to be. Right. But, you I know. mean, it's hard to know. But I, I think you make a great point, and I I think this is what he is challenging us with and how he's setting up this chapter on 62 whatever season and I guess this is what I would say whatever season we find ourselves in right now we've got to take stock of what's required because some some things are required if I've got three kids I am required to feed them today I'm required Mm -hmm. so what is required of you but what are the things that could be reprioritize meaning maybe move down lower on the list we're we're carving out things that are more life-giving could be given priority yeah or what are things you can do that are like explicitly gonna slow you down Ooh, that's a good way to look at it too which like coming out of my mouth as like that even just sounds backwards <laughs> it's like right no, like we're women we should be efficient we're homemakers we're right. nurturers we're doers but but yeah like he says i love this on 63 he says, our defining narrative says that we were made in the image of God, but also we're made from dust. Image and dust. So we have this divine capacity in our DNA to be like God, to reflect his behavior, to rule like him. 
Which is like, I'm hearing that, and I'm like, yeah, let's laundry go. while I'm curling my hair. Right. But at the same time, that's only half of who we are. Right. The other half is dust. You know, the other half is ashes to ashes, dust to yeah, dust. Yeah, I'm going back to it. We are... <laughs> I mean, that's where we're all headed. He says, says, and he's so so from Portland when he says this, we are the original biodegradable containers. Exactly. And so he's just like, hey, don't forget, you are 50-50 of both of these things. That's right. You know? That's right. And he says, one of the key tasks of our apprenticeship to Jesus is living into both of our potential and our limitations. Right. Because I don't believe for one minute, you know, some of you ladies as parents or, or, or you young women are saying, wait, it's, he's saying I shouldn't live up to my potential. Not at all. Like God has gifted us in specific ways so that we can live up to our potential, go for it, reach big, dream big, all of that stuff. But there's always another side to that coin. And that is, you've got to also accept that there are built in limitations. Which is a real comfort. Like, I'm thinking about, you That's know. That's interesting. You find that as a comfort. Yeah, I'm thinking about, like, 11th grade Sarah. And, you know, you're up at, like, 9.30 studying or writing this paper. Right. And you're like, good gracious, I'm exhausted. But I have to write this paper by, you know, next right. Tuesday or whatever. But there's this also part where it's like, okay, I have limitations, even though I know I could stay up until 12 writing this paper. Like, it's probably going to be better if I go to bed right now and then do it tomorrow right you know and like but you don't want to admit that in the moment like you want to just focus on the potential you don't focus on limitations even though the limitations are going to be what might actually aid you in the long run is emphasizing those well and you make a great point because i think not only is it that internal voice that drives us to do things which is great which is good but then you know we may be in family atmospheres that are driving us we may also be in a school or within a friend culture that is driving oh this new podcast oh my gosh you've got to binge this and oh i just Mm -hmm. loved going to this and we've got to travel here and Mm -hmm. like like there's all this stuff being communicated that's all good stuff Mm -hmm. um yeah he talks about that but it gets to be pushed on us without considering that there are limitations like Mm -hmm. you and I joke a lot of times where it's like how's your day how's your day oh I'm just one woman and that's Mm -hmm. kind of our shorthand for saying I I did all I could do but I'm just one woman Yeah. yeah yeah and and I think it's important as he starts to get a little bit more specifics into we've got literally divinely created potential within us that should be pursued but we've got to offset that with recognizing limitations to our human experience otherwise we really can't reprioritize and start simplifying our life what he says matters most that's good that's good well like let's just walk out what the limitations are where it's like and he says it on 64 he's like you, know, you can't watch every film, listen to every podcast, eat at every restaurant, do every road trip, travel to every country, eat, you know, drink at every new coffee shop, befriend every person, fix every problem, all that stuff. And he goes, YOLO! He goes, hashtag YOLO to hashtag FOMO to hashtag I'm so stressed out, I can't even breathe. Yeah. And he's calling it, like, one part of it, entertainment anxiety, which he's saying, he's like, whenever someone says, have you watched... Blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm given an immediate rush of anxiety. Because the thing is, is like, 
we all want to be able to relate to those that we're engaging with. Right. Or maybe some people are just like, oh, good, please, like, don't talk to me. But some people, right. it's like, like, you want to be able, yeah, oh my gosh, I did go there last week, or oh my gosh, I did eat there, or, or yeah, we've seen two episodes of that. Like, you want to be able to relate to it. But then if you haven't, oh my goodness, the enemy wants you to feel less than. He wants you to feel not good enough to be in conversation with them. He wants you to feel kind of broken because you didn't already know about it, which just saying it, it's like, oh, that's so right. silly. But like, we do genuinely genuinely be like oh wait I hope what they're about to say I can relate to because if not I'm not enough well and and I agree with that because I think tied into relating there's a sense of worthiness exactly like like if I can't engage in this conversation in this topic area I, I may not be perceived as having worth as a friend worth as a or being in the know right or yeah, or, yeah no I know what you mean but it's, I think we all have something where we, we don't want to accept like a limitation on. Like something no. in that list that really stood out to me is with the, you can't befriend every person you meet. We're like, For you, I meet, that's an actual statement. I meet somebody and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to get deep with them. I want to yes. know what's on their heart. I want to know X, Y, and Z. And then if I don't get there, you know, in like my third time of seeing them, it's like, oh, Sarah, like you must really not show the gospel because they aren't talking to you. But it's like, Sarah, you're a person they're a person that's right and and that's just not simply in any person's wheelhouse maybe except for jesus or fred rogers right to just not that they're the same person no. me, that would be whoa, very whoa, blasphemous whoa. Right. okay you know what i mean like to just cut right into somebody right. and so i think i think there's something in everybody where it's like okay you have to come to terms with this limitation yes because if not you're going to run yourself dry yeah, that's exactly right. And I, I think it's so interesting for you because of how you are made and created. That is a limitation that you have to think about. Mm-hmm. I'm not that extroverted and outgoing. And so for me, a limitation that I have to deal with is that I'm, I'm really very introverted. And so I have to think twice about making that effort and mm-hmm. being intentional about going deep in relationships and bringing people in because that doesn't come as easily to me. And so yeah. I think it's interesting, depending on how we're wired, it can be a limitation in one in one way or another. Yeah, um, he lists a couple out, and I think they're, they're all great, but there are a few worth um, taking a look at. Uh, and maybe we should just kind of pick out a few of these and visit them. Yeah. Okay, so for limitations, it was funny. One, I was listening to something today and um, was given the fact that by the age of 30, our bodies are are in decline, right? Zero to, th- zero to 29, you're, you're climbing up. But from 30, 30 on down, we're, uh, we're, we're in decline. You got to... What were you listening to? I was actually... Well, I, I was listening to a sermon. But, oh. um, but it's okay because we're going to be the healthiest version we can be... All the time. In that season, wherever we are. Yeah. But one, the, first, the first limitation that Cumber points out is our bodies. Like... <laughs> what is our fire doing? Our fire is making a funny sound, but it's okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So just kind of considering right. what physical limitations there are. Also our giftings. Yes. Like Huge. We, we can't be good at everything. No. And that's okay. Right. That's a relief. Yes. You don't need to be good at everything. Nope. You only have time for so many things. But know what you're good at. 
and accept it right and be thankful for it exactly even if it's not what everyone else is good at right now supposedly good at right i'm doing the air quotes with my fingers yes you are no and i think i think that's i think it is really really good to know where you are also our personalities and emotional wiring yes like so to my my girls in college like upon meeting a bunch of girls initially you're going to see like there's so many different flavors of personalities and if you're in the minority of what the whole group's personalities are you can be tempted to feel kind of lacking or unworthy or not as whatever so i think just coming to terms with like there are different personalities different emotional wirings some people you know they like being the really active one in the group chat some of them just want the group chat to be for information some people want to have a coffee one-on-one right after meeting you you know wherever and so that's okay if you don't want to do what everyone else does in that kind of personality emotional and that's that's not that like you there's anything wrong with you i just think that's a good limitation to know where it's like i do things this way and you do it that way but like that's okay absolutely absolutely it is absolutely uh, and there, there are several others, and we won't hit them all, but I think the last one um, that I would talk about, because we've touched on it a little bit, is he talks about a limitation we have is the seasons of our life and the responsibilities that those seasons bring. Yeah. And I just, I think that, I think we can't. Should we get the dog? Oh. He's, he's a little barky, isn't he? Yeah. All right, let's take a time out for pitch. Okay. We're back. We're back. Pitch is outside. Um, so the season of life that we're in. Right. It's a so limitation. It, it can be a limitation. If you've got three kids and they're all doing different extracurricular activities, that's a limitation. You don't have as much time to give away in that season. If you're a student and you're taking 18 hours, you don't have as much time to give away in that season. Mm-hmm. But it's just important to know that um, seasons are not bad if they're limited seasons change and what's key is to really understand the season that you're in Mm -hmm. and accept whatever limitations there are or aren't i mean i'm entering a season of way more time to give away and that's so it's it's a less limiting season but it doesn't make one season better than the other because God is doing work in whatever season we're in. Right. Yeah. And I love this quote on 69 about that. They says, what if these limitations aren't something to fight, but to right. gratefully accept as a signpost to God's call on our souls. I love Peter Scassero's uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> line that we find God's will for our lives in our limitations. And why would that be, Sarah? Because we are having to humble ourselves. Right. We well, are having to step back in a total Psalm 139 kind of a posture and be like, you know what, God? You know better. That's right. You know better than I do. That's right. <laughs> and I, I think I think when we recognize our own limitations, that's where our our heart allows him to come in and lead and do work and point us mm-hmm. to where he wants us to be. That's where we can stop skimming across the surface there of our lives go. and start there being scuba divers. And I and I I think that's super cool. Yeah. Um I love that. So is this a bad thing then to talk about limitations? I don't think so, not at all. It's very anti, you go, 
you do you right. you follow all the things not not trying to put that down not at but all but just trying to couple it with the dust to dust scenario. Well, and, and he discusses this and I really like it because whether you are a wealthy you know, a wealthy Bank of America employee or you are uh, you know an a, intern. An intern making <laughs> not as much money. Like whatever your place is and whatever your work is, you we all have twenty four hours in a day. Mm. And so it comes it comes down to choice. Right. And we have to make choices based on the fact that there are 24 hours and we cannot see, do, eat, watch, travel. We can't do all of it. So what am I going to choose? Mhm. Mhm. Well, and he says he says on 70, he's quoting Henry David Thoreau and he's speaking about living deliberately. You know, living with what is essential you know not just like in like a minimalism sort of way but you know teaching your kids the way of jesus knowing that intelligence is not the same as wisdom and learning how to love prayer right you know and he gives these really cool practical ways of 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 slowing down and he says you know how we spend our time is how we spend our lives Uh, it's who we become or it's who we don't become. Right. I love that idea. It's it's and I was thinking about the the slot machine analogy from last last podcast was, you know, if if I'm just giving away incremental nothingness to stuff that doesn't really matter, that is what my life becomes. And so I need to be intentional about where I'm spending my resources, yeah. where I'm spending my heart, soul, thoughts, money, all of that, because that's that's who I'm going to become. Mm-hmm. It's it's so funny. He goes through, um, I love how he takes these kind of big thoughts and he turns them into tangible metrics. Um, but he talks about the fact that if you're a guy, there was this there was a book written, it was called The Demise of Guys, and it's it's a it's a book about masculinity and West Western culture, but he comes up with this fact that says the average guy spends 10,000 hours playing video games by the age of 21, 10,000 hours. Now I'm not a guy playing call of duty. I have nothing to do with that world, but there is no doubt there are things that I have wasted years on mm-hmm. that have equaled 10,000 hours. And he's like, okay, in 10,000 hours, what else could I have done? Right. I could become, I could become an F expert in any field. I could become an Olympic water polo player. I could get a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. Like we could do all of these so things, things with the 10,000 hours that mm-hmm. I've piddled away. Right. And right. so I love that he starts to really challenge us in the trenches with they've done the math and he came up with the fact that the average number um, of hours, the, the average American spends 705 hours a year on social media. Mm which is astonishing, right? A lot. But on TV, we spend almost 2,700 hours. Mm-hmm. So for just a fraction of that, right, what else could I do that 
is meaningful. Yeah. Back to what we were talking about, spending time on what really matters. Yeah, living deliberately. Living deliberately. Mm-hmm. Well, he quotes Paul in Ephesians 5. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. So what that means is time is limited. You know, use it well, make the most of every opportunity and make the most of every chance you get. Mm-hmm. And I think that is such um, such a great tangible idea to really crystallize and clarify yeah. this idea of trying to live right. well. Well, and I'm excited for our next episode where we're going to talk about what this looks like because we can't all just move to Copenhagen and have a small shack where we ice fish and eat maple syrup right. and live with four shirts. Right. But that this is what the way of following Jesus is about. Right. Exactly. Which is super exciting. It is. And when we, when we look back at that um, quote we had last week of, you know, I don't want to be at the end of my life and say, dang it, I should have gone deeply while well, thinking about what can I do with, 10,000 hours or what could I do with the time that I've spent doing other things that were like the slot machines Mm -hmm. that helps me start to move to this point of living deeply living intentionally and living richly on things that matter and I I just think no matter what the season we're in we're all hungry for that Mm -hmm. we we're all looking for that um so if you want to get ready for our next episode we're going to be talking about the secret of the easy yoke. Oh, I love this chat. So good. It's so, so, so good. So good. All right, friends. Thank you for Thank your you. time. And we'll see you soon. Bye.